Hi, friends. I'm back today with another really valuable episode. And I honestly have so many things I want to share with you guys that every time I go to record, it's so hard to decide what to cover next. So it does really help when you guys send in your questions because based on that, I know what interests you. But honestly, I sat down today and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like 20 things I want to talk about. But I decided to go with this topic because it can really transform how you feel. And we're going to talk about three habits that you can do to optimize your gut and hormones and honestly really transform how you look and feel. And I chose this one today because what I often see with clients is that they want to jump straight away into really complicated or specific protocols or supplement regimens or specific foods, but they really forget about some important foundational habits I have clients come to me reading five books at once and just overwhelming themselves. Whereas I always say, if you just take a step back and looked at these foundational habits, then you would get so much further in healing and feeling better. So what holds them back and maybe holds you back is overthinking, overcomplicating, and just like overreading all this information on Instagram and books and online and everywhere. So maybe you're just sitting overwhelmed at the starting line with zero momentum. And so my goal with these episodes, and it's going to be a three-parter, so I'm going to do three habits each time, is to really help you focus on just the healthy road 10 feet ahead, on the practical, actionable, and simple, but most importantly, transformational habits. And the key is, in order to see results, you do have to practice them consistently. And the longer you stick to them, the greater the results you'll see. And that's when the results that you really desire begin to materialize. And from them, the positive momentum just snowballs. So I'm also going to go over the details of each habit because details make a really big difference. So let's dive in. Okay, so the first habit that will help you just feel better, look better, improve your gut hormones, and just overall well-being is the 12-12 fasting. And this is because the timing of your meals can really be as important as what's actually on your plate. So think of an overnight fast of 12 hours, like hitting the reset button on your gut and your hormones. It's kind of like your body's natural tune-up time. So it's not just about getting better sleep. It's also about helping your gut work more efficiently. Your digestive system gets the downtime it needs to make the small repairs in the gut lining and push along any like leftover food or waste. And then your hormones like cortisol, insulin, and melatonin also get to reset, helping everything from your mood to your metabolism to your fat-burning abilities. And the reason I recommend the 12-12 approach is because that's what everybody doing, no matter what phase in your life you are, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, any phase, like a daily non-negotiable should be 12 hours. So 12 hours overnight without food. And then your feeding window can be 12 hours, which is actually really easy, but it's surprising that a lot of us don't do it. And what it looks like is just finishing your last bite of dinner by 8 PM and then having breakfast at 8 AM, which is pretty easy, right? But these 12 hours should really be a daily non-negotiable. And that means you stop eating a couple hours before bed to allow your body time to properly digest and help your body and your gut get into rest and repair mode quicker. So as much as this is easy, I've personally found it really tough lately stopping to eat like two or three hours before bed. I've honestly failed at this recently. 
Liam usually goes to sleep around 8.39. We eat dinner after, and then I sometimes have a snack around 10 p.m., and then I go to sleep around 11. I mean, this depends, but I've just been really bad at this. My goal right now is just really going back to not eating two to three hours before bed. So think about it like just dinner and done. That's it. No more snacking. And honestly, it's been really hard for me, but I know my body doesn't need it. I remind myself of how important it is. And I'm just setting that boundary for myself. So, and I used to think, okay, cool. I can just snack after dinner, watch a show and have my snack and then go to sleep. And then I'll just fast longer in the morning. But studies actually show that eating later in the day can mess with your appetite. You burn fewer calories and it even makes you feel less satisfied compared to eating earlier. So the takeaway here is front load your calories, start your day, have breakfast within an hour or two waking up and just cut late night snacking dinner and done. That's it. If you want to have water or you want to have tea, that's what I've been doing. I just bought a tea that I really like, a flavor that makes you happy. And just have that while you're watching your show or whatever you do after dinner. And that way you can really stop eating two to three hours before bed. And doing this, especially the two to three hours before bed and not pushing breakfast back too much, this just really aligns like your eating schedule with your body's natural rhythm for optimal digestion, sleep, and hormone balance. And kind of the easiest way to think about this is just eating when the sun is up. It's a little bit hard to do in Spain because the sun is up for so long, especially over summer. So anywhere in the, else in the world, I think this is a little bit easier to do. And especially now as we go into winter and the sun goes down earlier, I think this will be just much easier for all of us to do. So think about keeping all of your food intake during sunlight hours. Once the sun goes down, or at least a little bit after the sun goes down, that's it. Think dinner and done, and you let your body rest, you let your gut and hormones reset. Then, if you're ready for a challenge, you can gradually work your way up to a 16-hour fast with an eight-hour eating window. And the key is to adapt slowly. So even if you can do it easily, you should still adapt slowly and just check in with yourself. Are you more energized? Are you less bloated? Sometimes this longer fast can work for people, but I wouldn't do them often. And the frequency will depend on your body. But if you're in your fertility age and you're not yet in perimenopause or menopause, I would stick to the 12-12 daily and only every once in a while I would extend it. If you are in perimenopause or menopause, you can definitely do longer fasts and you can even do like fasting mimicking diets of 500 calories a day for a couple days, but I would only do that once a quarter to reset. But again, if you're in your fertile years, I wouldn't push it too long and I wouldn't do it too often. And fasting can feel really good and it feels energizing and it feels great. So you kind of want to keep going, but I wouldn't fall into that trap and do it too often or for too long. And I would limit it to 16 hours, especially when you're starting out, because going too long might actually encourage your body to release too much cortisol and therefore store more fat as a stress response, especially around the belly area. Actually, a hard lesson that I learned with fasting was, I guess it was in like the beginning of my wellness journey. And I was experimenting with different things, partly to just learn about the body and partly I think it was mainly when I started, it was to learn about the body. And 
I went really hard into fasting and I loved it. I felt so good. My brain was sharp. I was feeling just really good in my body. I was like working out really well. I had so much energy. Everything felt really, really good. And I was doing it. If I think back, I think it was probably like, I wasn't on a specific schedule, but I was, I think I was doing like 18 hour fasts and I was doing them throughout my entire cycle, meaning during my follicular phase, my luteal phase. And I was feeling really good. I want to say for like two months, I don't remember exactly, but probably for around two months. And then things started happening. Like I started having more anxiety my hair started falling out. I remember being at the hairdresser and being like, Hmm, I wonder if like I'm cutting my hair enough. I just, I, I thought I was being so healthy. So I didn't think it was anything from within. And I remember the hair guy was like, I mean, you know, it's probably from inside. You're not doing, and we're not doing anything to your hair that should be causing this. But I thought I was being so healthy. And then my hands and feet started getting super cold. I started like not sleeping well, just all these things. And it took me so long to realize that I was fasting too hard and I was fasting at the wrong part of my cycle as well. So anyways, that's just, I want to share that story because fasting can be a great tool, but we have to do it right. And if we abuse it, it can lead to consequences that are really tough to turn back around. And it actually took me a really long time to turn back around and feel better to lower my anxiety, to sleep better, to have my hair grow back. So just remember like fasting can be an amazing tool and there's definitely benefits to it, but it has to be done right according to your body, making sure that you're getting enough protein within your fasting window, making sure that you're not following what your partner is doing. So anyways, just a little story that will hopefully help. And remember that this is different for men. So if your partner is fasting 18 hours a day and they feel great and they're in shape, that doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And there's a whole slew of reasons for why this happens. And they're actually really interesting. We're going to have to dive into this in another episode, but just remember that for you, if you're not in perimenopause or menopause, meaning you're, I mean, everybody hits it at a different stage, but if you're still like in your thirties or twenties, let's not push it too much. However, if you are your 40s, 50s, 60s, you can definitely push it longer and you can do it more often. And it's actually a really, really good way to reset. Most importantly, listen to your body, check in with yourself. If fasting feels good, the longer fast, like the 16, 18 hours or the 16 hour, you can do it. Just listen to your body. Otherwise, your non-negotiable daily is 12-12. Make sure that from your last bite of dinner to your first bite of breakfast, you are not eating. And this includes putting anything in your coffee. So if you do drink coffee, you have to wait or you drink it black. That also varies. Not everybody does well on black coffee in the morning. That's a whole other conversation too, but I hope that this makes sense. Okay. So the plan was to get three habits into this episode, but as you guys know, I try to keep them closer to 10 minutes and I just realized that it's already 10 minutes. So I clearly like spoke way too much about this habit, but I do think that everything I brought up is really important for you to be successful and for you to choose the right fast for yourself. So I'm going to stop here and then next week, or maybe I'll even do two episodes next week to get all the habits in, but next week I'll pick up with the next habit. And yeah, this will actually give you, this was actually kind of nice because this will give you a week to implement this habit. And then next week you can come back, listen to habit number two and implement that as well. That way you don't have to hear everything at once. 
hope this is helpful. Let me know if you guys have any questions. And fasting can really, just a 12-12 simple overnight fast can be so powerful. And it can be more powerful than many supplements. You know, we take all these supplements for cleansing and for gut health. But if we're not honoring this basic 12-12 and every once in a while doing a longer fast, like I mentioned, as long as you work your way up to it, no supplement is going to help. I personally do the 12. I'm working now to get back to the 12-12. And then every once in a while during the first part of my cycle, so when I'm not close to my period, I throw in a longer fast. And it really is important for the gut, for insulin resistance. So as long as you work your way up, it is a good tool to use. But your non-negotiable is your 12-hour fast. I hope this was helpful. Now I'm rambling again, but (laughs) all these details really do help. And we will be back next week with the next habit to talk about. I hope this was helpful. Write me if you guys have any questions or would like me to clarify anything about this. Thank you.